What's good, everybody? Just like Michael Jordan, we are back. Just like Undertaker, we risen from the grave. It is spread somewhere, G. <laughs> you know, talking about the topics that matter. Standard. Void. Season 4. We're doing it. That's right. So today we're here with the man, Stan, in the studio. Hello, hello. The connoisseur himself. Yes, sir. Uh, we're here, of course, with yes, Eugene as well. And today we're just going to drop some knowledge nuggets on your head, man. So whatever you're doing, make sure you're settled in. Get ready because we're going to take you on like a wild ride over here, man. We're going to take you on like a ride of wisdom. Because today's topic is about something that is essential to every single industry. It's essential to every walk of life. And... I'm going to be talking about energy, bro. Energy. Start off with the most basic definition. Energy, of course, to the man's stand. What do you think of energy? What is energy? What does energy mean to you? The man's stand says energy is a force. It can mm, never be created force. nor destroyed. It's a, it's a force of nature. A man's pulled out the physics. Okay. Uh-huh. I think energy is uh, causing a reaction. What is a part of it? You know. That's mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. What are you saying, Eugene? What is energy to you? Um, honestly, it's it's magic, fam. That's the only thing I can say. Like, it is literally magic, but it's the magic that yeah, powers the entire universe. Exactly. You know, it's 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 something so it doesn't even have a definition. It's just it's just something that's beyond understanding. Like, no, actually, not beyond understanding because physicists completely understand energy. But yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. I get you. No, I can't see you. Proper difference, man. And this isn't even stone thoughts right here. This is just wisdom. Energy is the driving factor of everything that revolves around us, man. Energy. Without energy, nothing can work. Money doesn't work without energy. Transport, healthcare, whatever. You need energy. You know. Even before there was yeah. electricity, cavemen still needed energy from food to hunt and shit. Needed yeah. energy to create the first life. You know, Big Bang, whatever you believe in, bro. So basically, energy is an essential in life. From energy, everything else stands. You know, food, you know, shelter, education, happiness. Everything needs energy, bro. Without energy, we can't exist. Because of this, of course, like humans do, we've created a market around it, which is frankly genius. Because once you have a commodity that has a 100% pain point, 100% necessity, and finite sources, you have the ability to make a shitload of money. So today we just want to talk about what energy is in our society, how it's capitalized upon in the future of energy so let's start by looking at the 
version of LG, how it's produced and consumed, basically. You gotta take us through that stand. Well, uh, I think energy consumption is its life. So when we look at the consumable side of it, you're thinking of the electricity you use at home. You're thinking of the water that arrives at your uh, tap the moment you open it. You're thinking of uh, possibly the shows that you're watching. They come from somewhere. They were created by something. Yeah, and all these are manifestations of the human mind. Translations of the same thing, which is energy. So when you look at how it's produced, the entire process is natural from start to finish, from production, in that we are the only artificial element of this thing we call energy. You see? So when you look at how it's produced, you'll start to note that Every single form of energy is harnessed from the power of the planet, you know, whether it's from the ground, below the ground, whether it's uh, from the sky, whether it's in the ocean. Energy is a very, very natural element. It's something that exists with us. It is us, in fact. So uh, I think that's what I would you know, describe the production and consumption of energy is yeah. hey, definitely definitely everything everything is from the earth i mean there's some things i would consider outdated and i know you'd agree like fossil fuels exactly um, very archaic form of energy production although it makes sense financially and economically and if you look at the truth of the matter Energy is what the world economy has been built on, you know. Yeah. So like the US, Russia, China are built around this market of energy. And that's why you have people staging wars in the Middle East all for this commodity. Um so Eugene, what do you think about the current race like towards finding energy, the current strive for energy that drives us as a society. Um, hmm. <clears throat> I have to say that um, okay, number one, it's definitely um, it's not a it's not a choice that people can even make. You know, like it's something that's already predetermined. So, you know, if you look at how energy is currently made. The only reason why um, oil has become so valuable is because that was the chosen method of energy powering the entire world. I mean, before that guy, you guys know what's his name? Rockefeller, how many times did he run into problems in his company because nobody really knew what to do with oil? Too many. You know? I mean, oil was in the ground way before that man was alive, and I'm sure people tried to obviously profitize it, but they couldn't because... No one understood it. Yeah, exactly. Nobody understood it. So, you know, now one thing that if you always see is that the only reason now that it has become such a popular um, commodity is just because it's the cheapest um, form of energy. That's it. 
Hani bir kez daha temel business'ı tanımak. Minimizing cost, maximizing profit. End of story. So this is how you know the entire world was completely tricked into going into something like this. And this is what happens every single time. Because society is not run by people, it's actually run by businesses. If you look, if you look oh, into, okay. you know, just outside the energy space, not, not even just outside, the other forms of energy that people have used, I mean, how was power generated? Coal. Um, apart from coal, gas, you know, cheap, oh, dirty, fueled, you know. Haven't we? Wind has been on this planet longer than I think the gas, probably, Trust. and the oil, Trust. and the sun has been around for even longer. Trust. So, okay. choosing not to use these tools that were at the disposal of power society because they were too costly to understand, or they were just, yeah, exactly they're actually too costly at that point. So they were the cheapest energy, even though it. I mean, the societal cost was horrible, but the profit motive was maximized every single time so you know now that exactly that's the point yeah i have to agree with now and created, uh... it's the cheapest for oil though because uh-huh. you have these renewables like especially in where the margins are or rather the cost is so low that from a business point of view it doesn't make sense you receive is not enough to build a market around. So to some extent, it's more about the existing market and how hard the transfer would be for these major companies like Saudi Aramco to switch from oil to now renewable. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's all business driven, like you said. One thing that I've also always, I just realized is that these, these obviously they don't do this <clears throat> blindly. Uh, as I keep saying, the company, the world is run by companies. So they created a problem and now they're going to create the solution. More money, always. Trust. Yeah. And I think there's something we need to point out, though. Um, is renewable energy truly renewable? Because, yes, those things exist. Ooh. The sun is there, as you've said. The ocean is there. The wind is there. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to build the systems that can harness that energy. So let's say that the world just all of a sudden says, let's abolish all fossil fuels, no questions asked. Yeah? And let's focus on building the infrastructure to capture that energy. Don't you think that just the industrial pollution coming out of you know, us creating those uh, capture systems will... So we're trying to use finite sources to create, you know, a source of energy that gives us infinite energy. You see what I mean? So after a while, what next? You know what I mean? How long to can some renewable extent, energy be? There's always, a, there's always a price to pay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it, it depends on, number one, the chosen, this is actually the most important fact, the chosen method of energy storage. Because the, the main difference between this non-renewable sources and the renewable ones is that um, we can completely manipulate the supply of the non-renewable ones. So if, we, if it is a surge right now, we can magically buy more coal, match the surge. But the wind, the wind comes at it once and it moves. So if you, if you don't catch it when it's there, you're done. You have power for when it's not there. So 
you know, most of a lot of the storage we've seen, I mean, from Tesla and stuff, has been battery-based storage. But battery-based storage is just is not even capable of truly handling our future needs. So one extremely renewable solution is what those guys have done in Denmark. Is they basically built an entire dam the size of an entire city, um, maybe the size of maybe half of Nairobi, you know. So what they do is that they now store their energy in kinetic in water. So that's the wind turbines pick up um, excess energy, is then used to cool um, something into ice, and then you know it melts and the water level in the lake rises, blah blah blah, it keeps rising, rising. And then when there's a surge, you know the water is let back down, and then it turns some turbines, and then it makes energy. It's okay, a very so... interesting way of storing energy. It says that it can power the entire Europe. I think you pointed out something so critical, though. Mm-hmm. in that these systems that we create, they can't work alone. You can't just mm-hmm. have a wind farm. You can't just have a solar farm. Yeah. It needs to be integrated exactly. so that if one's down, this one can... And if this exactly. one is, you know, likewise down, that one can pick up that slack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that also comes down to national power grid that's available because take Kenya for a case study in the city. KPLC is not a successful company by education. Whether that's I what? Um, no, listen, listen. Uh-huh. They are making losses all the market share yeah, because there's no other standalone power company could supply the Kenyan market. The grid in place for the power in Kenya, whether it's coming from geothermal whether it's in a country, the grid is not up to the task of handling certain amounts of power because we still have these power lines hanging above the road um, that are susceptible to stuff like falling trees, you know, thieving of electricity. Have you ever heard of thieving of electricity in places like places like New York, places like Texas? The power grid there is so advanced that even if there is a surplus, it has the help of automated systems, where in this case we can start talking about AI to distribute it, to store it in whichever sort of system. Although, in we do have the potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you spoke about like the power grids in these more, let's say, quote-unquote, developed countries. Um, yes, most of them are underground, but if you go to, like, the low-income areas, the hood, you know, the ends, I think you'll see a lot of cases where people are, you know, stealing power from the same terminal. Uh, in water bills. Yeah, that's like the that, areas where you have know. these power cuts, areas yeah. where you have shutdowns, you know, pointing yeah. yeah. You know... As much as people like to hit on KPLC, in the entire continent, um, the world, this is a World Bank statistic. Kenya's ranking in getting access to electricity is number three. It's one of the easiest places to get access to reliable That's electricity. That's true. That's true, 100%. And yeah. this comes down to the grid is actually, compared to most of African countries, Kenya's grid is actually quite 
robust in some areas. There's some places where there are whole hella gaps, but where it's not, it's functioning seriously. I don't know if you guys know in South Africa right now, the company, obviously even them, they're running losses, but them, the losses are quite severe that they, they, they cut power every day. Hey. For certain times, every day, they cut the power. yeah. Like, what the hell, bro? And the biggest, one of the, the second biggest economy on the continent. Nah, 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 nah. But, actually, back to the topic of renewables, it's mainly because, obviously, Kenya's power, 60 to 80%, 60 to 70% is, comes from renewables. But South Africa, yeah, it's 60, 60% comes from non-renewables. So, I don't know if that has anything to play with the with the different fortunes, but you know at least we can see that the government, not the government, KPLC is not even KPLC. Kenjan, since the guys are building most of these facilities, seem to be thinking for the future. You know, but the biggest problem again is storage. I mean, we we, we can produce so much peak power, but a lot of the times we can't distribute it, so we have to import energy from Ethiopia, Uganda. In, 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 in. What, what is crazy exactly. is that we could, we, could, we, could, we could become a net exporter once we just have a way to store it in a very interesting way. Yeah, that's, that's um, also part of the great like I was saying, because we have the potential to produce so much more power than we're currently exploiting, but then we don't have the infrastructure in place. So we do have, it's like Congo, for example, we have all the natural resources, gemstones, whatever, etc. But they don't have the market to transfer and sell those effectively in the international range. You get what I mean? Yes, sir. Uh, so what? what would it come down to? Like, why do you... Why is it that there's a gap that we can clearly see but aren't really achieving, you know, covering... Wait, what? Just He's asking, like, where where is this? And what can be done to solve it? You know, Which how can we? Yeah, how to, the gap in the infrastructure, because like we've both mm. like, we have the potential to solve this quota. You know, storage deficiency or mm. transferring deficiency where it can get to the right people at the right time. Um, so for me personally, like um, <coughs> what you would call some of the developed nations, I believe in the use of automated systems. Um, so whether that's use of AI to optimize limited production or it's the use of like code, whatever you want to call it, automated systems take out errors. And in whatever system that's operated manually, there are going to be errors whether it's inaccuracies or margin of errors, there will be some errors to some extent. What do you think? I think an operating system, like an automated one, is only as good as for its programmer, you know. So in as much as it, that only depends on the effort put in prior to it executing its task. Interesting. The AI... Yeah, they do get smarter than their programmers most of the time. That's true. That is the point of AI. AI, yeah. You know, there, there's some, there's an AI these days that, you know, you guys know, like lawyers, um, they're usually given, let's say you're given a lawsuit and you have to read through 10,000, 20,000 documents. 
you know, it might take you a minute, but these days the expensive as AI is charging people $50,000 a day. They go through all that stuff. And the entire AI goes through it and delivers whatever to the lawyer. So anyway, back to energy. I don't know if you guys have heard of these things called VPPs. VPPs. Yeah. So what are those? the virtual power plant. Mm-hmm. So now what happens is, okay, so to solve this problem, it has to be, we have to invest in both more production and then more storage. So on this production side, the future is looking like there'll be a bunch of independent, small independent power producers selling to now, you know, the national grid operator. So the same structure, but national having Kenjin being the main source of energy, we'll have guys, let's say one corner of the country, they have their wind farms there, another guys in the, another corner of the country, let's say they have, I don't know, tidal power. So it will be more, I guess, privatized. So it will be small, small institutions. But now, in order to sell this electricity, like it's, seems to be a lot of a, a big hassle. You know, so what they do is they, imagine it's a game. Yeah. Um, a virtual power plant, basically each of these small people, small businesses becomes a power plant, but only virtually. So it's a whole automated system where the national grid operator buys, um, let's say in a on-demand situation where um, let's say it's at night, we need the uh, unexpected ramp up of production get on, get on, get on, get on. so what they do is they go on like the platform they buy units like they buy a whole let's say one box which contains like 100 megawatts stuff like that you, you can imagine what I'm talking about yeah mm-hmm. so once you have such a system it basically becomes a game so you know you can you can you can put a request on the server and say okay I need 500 units at this time then the guys who have their storage release it into the energy grid they get paid boom Keep moving like that on a daily basis. Okay, yeah. it, could, it could solve a very uh, yeah, and I agree. It's, it's yeah, it could be an option. But one thing that has proved to be an issue with privatization of any sort of industry, whether it's energy, healthcare, whatever, you have capitalism that becomes involved. And if you know about us, and if you listen to the previous episodes of what means do we hate on capitalism but capitalism in a sector such as energy privatization turns it into something more of a commodity and people in would open up such markets like securities options and you'll see stuff but similar to the market of oil like the oil market isn't a representative of the actual supply and demand of oil, but although it, the oil market is of expected supply and demand of oil, so when you start talking about energy and electricity as a privatized market, that opens up the door to some of these dangerous market forces that would influence the market in a way that wouldn't be efficient, you know, for the development of the country okay then okay that's a very uh, solid argument so what what okay i guess we are now in the i will now basically my perspective is from one where now capitalism is not like it's evolving you know and let's say if a, if a country really wants to have their own um true solid power infrastructure 
they're, they're going to have some policies that will, even though it's going to privatize, will protect local interests. So number one, obviously, maybe limit the number of companies that can get a license. And number two, all of them have to be Kenyan owned. End of story. And if it's a partnership, it's a 60-40. It's a 60-40 joint venture, the 60% owned into the Kenyan. And then number so two, regulation. Like market. Uh, yeah, hybrid market with not even a like a government regulated market where the government now the government imposes price ceilings. End of story. Mm -hmm. So okay. and the price ceilings get reviewed on an annual every five year basis, obviously to keep up with the cost. But the ceiling, the price ceiling is going to be what you know saves people from exploitation. And when it comes to the business, people have been trading water securities for such a long time, but regulation. Is, again, is the most important fact. In America, they can trade water securities. In Europe, you cannot trade water securities. Why are you trading with people? You know, Amer America's um, regulation system, they, they're they a true capitalist society. They really, money is everything to them. But you see, on this other side of the world, the business is done a bit more with, like in Europe, one thing you guys can even see is with a bit more respect to actual humans. And hopefully, mm -hmm. this is what obviously is going to spread in Africa because I mean, we are, we this business of prof, I mean profit maximization at all costs. We have seen where it's gotten us. I mean, climate change. Yeah, in Africa, by and large, is a very community-based area, so it's not something I'd expect to see. So yeah, we'll see what um, what happens in the long run. But most likely, even though it gets maybe to even get privatized, maybe the government will invest in everything and they'll make so much money running a state-owned electricity company. Because why the fuck, why, why, why else not, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Mm. What do you think about that, Stan? I'm thinking that the future of energy is independent production. You know what I mean? Um, let me use, like, farming as an example. Yeah. Let me use farming as an example. So when you farm, there's two types of farmers. There's commercial and subsistence. You see, the subsistence farmer has um, produce because, you know, it's just a small farm. They get to focus on it intensively. You see, it's much easier for them. But for them, it's also kind of tricky because they're susceptible to disease, which could affect the crop. So... If you look at the commercial farmer, a lot of what they're doing is producing cheap food. So, you know, they might cut corners, fertilize, blah, blah, blah. Because that's you know, having a capitalist mindset. He's trying to cut costs and maximize profit. And you'll see the quality does not reflect the one that the subsistence farmer is making. You see? And uh, at the end of the day, what I'm thinking is that energy will take that kind of direction in that there will be significant risks that you'd have to be prepared for in the energy production at the home level. But overall, it might as well be cheaper for you. You see what I mean? Uh, compared to, and actually better for you, compared to stuff. Because when you're dealing with the commercial things like uh, insecticides, blah, 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 you see? Likewise, in the power industry, commercial Kenya specifically, you just have to take the price that they have no control over power cuts, whether they have no 
and whether you living in a city you do that's true you see so those are things when you look at it from a subsistence level you see you have choice to farming let's see things like tomatoes blah 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 but on a subsistence level you might see something more exotic like a dragon fruit or a, i don't know some special kind of pepper energy uh systems that we might develop could have very personalized experience depending on who you are and where you live so you'll be able to produce your own energy and i feel like it's really start, kind of yeah exactly yeah it's the dream yeah. outcome i would say but one of the fears i have to do with the privatization of energy is the fact that there's clear proof of concept that capitalism driven societies as a whole are willing to go as far as needed to make to meet their bond and sit with nasty cooperation where they literally took water out of a river in a federal community packaged it in a bottle and then sold it back to the locals after making that river go dry so there's no end insight um to the possibilities that privatization of energy could have whether that means extorting the government a chokehold on the energy supply to hospitals or anything up to price gouging the possibilities of a society that would have a privatized a privatized energy sector um could either be bleak or could open to a whole different private scene and hopefully you see stuff like innovations like Eugene was saying about the digital power plant because to the people makes it a democratically operated industry you know like we already have control over yeah. our commodities and market because we vote with our dollars or with our shillings uh same with energy could buy energy from renewable sources if we so please then that's how you start to make a difference you start to from the ground up um what do you get think you um <clears throat> i definitely think that um it has i think privatization actually as you've said now it's made maybe not maybe for sure it's probably the worst option uh for any society you know <laughs> given the fact that the extremes that you have just mentioned i mean that was honestly was insane you know and it's and it's it's something that we see these violations are they get committed get get a light fire and they keep going keeping the same thing you know just just for a bit, one for 10% extra profits the next year you know 5% extra revenue the next year you know it's 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 just not sustainable you know and this is why a lot of i think we need to shift our mindsets to esg business now is one thing i've been learning a lot of my uni has been emphasizing on these traditional metrics for business are dead esg is the new way to run a truly successful enterprise because you know it's not about it's not about uh, just our bottom line anymore because now 
And how do we make money if everyone is dead? How do we make money if everyone exactly. is underwater? For real. You know, it is now yeah. time to, to truly, you know, run, I guess, socially conscious businesses, you know? Um, and it's one thing that now we need to realize is that, okay, this is one, one theory I've been thinking about is, okay, you know, maybe I don't really need to make extra profits next year. You know, if I made a hundred billion this year, I, 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 I don't mind making a hundred billion the same next year, the year after that. You know, I'm saying there's some businesses that need, can now, you know, stop prioritizing this business on low cost, you know, increase your cost for a more socially conscious environment, which you'll still have profits or, you know, there's, there's, there's this concept in coming of the green, yeah. the green tax. So a lot of products, the prices will increase because they're green. And consumers are willing to pay for higher price green products. So there is a market to make money by going, you know, truly sustainable. But, you know, back to the energy, privatization, horrible. Governments should invest, run their own energy sectors, meet their own needs first. And then, you know, if we have excess capacity, which I'm sure Kenya has, then we can export it and, you know, have some good foreign currency balances. You know, it can be a true game changer. Okay, Stanley. Take it. Uh, okay, so one. You want to see? It's really different. Oh yes, I was thinking about consider securing renewable energy as a crisis. You know, the same way funds <clears throat> have been. It's the same way, the same urgency, the same passion, you know, to fix the problem as far as we can. And that should be something that we do as often as possible. Because I don't know, but I think if the entire world just came together and said, look, we want to fix global warming, we'd probably do that in a month or something, you know, because you're telling me 7 billion people with their minds on one thing, you probably get it sorted. But it feels like there's not enough urgency or whoever is being just kind of doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like it's not a priority. And what what I'm wondering is why that's the case. Is it because maybe they're linked to the companies that are using non-renewable energy? You know, an insider thing. Is it because creating policy is difficult, which I don't think it is. <laughs> is it because people do not want to, you know, use clean energy? Yeah. Is it because so many industries are used to the kinds of costs, the kind of energy that they're using, that bringing in a new different source would crush most of what we consider very developed businesses? I don't know. And as, as soon as we get the answer to that kind of question, then we'll be able to sort it out. I guess it all comes down to what drives us as a society. And I feel like this is honestly a good point to end because it really leaves us with an entirely new topic that we'd like to cover in a future episode. So if you do have a thought on this or if you do have an opinion we'd love to hear it you can share it through any of our socials 
you can comment it either way we'd love to hear your thoughts as well but for now we've analyzed the problem and we'll definitely be revisiting this in future episodes of void season four episode one we're back at it it feels good to be back yes sir feels amazing definitely any closing words eugene there we are that's a wrap. <laughs>